From India's largest newsroom, I'm Meenal Baghel and this is the Times of India podcast. कहते हैं सौ सुनार की और एक लुहार की इसका नमूना पूरा देश और दुनिया देखने वाली है इतने दिन हो गए सुनते सुनते दरबारियों से सरकारियों से कि भाई किसान आंदोलन तो ढीला पड़ गया इसका समर्थन तो घट गया है उत्तर प्रदेश में तो कुछ हो ही ना रहा तो फिर किसान ने कहा कि बस मेरे कान पड़ अब इसका जवाब देना होगा और खुली चुनौती दी है किसान ने कि आओ पांच सितंबर रविवार को मुजफ्फरनगर में पहुंचे वही मुजफ्फरनगर जो जमीन है चौधरी महेंद्र सिंह टिकैत की क्षेत्र है चौधरी चरण सिंह का प्रदेश है स्वामी सहजानंद सरस्वती का वही मुजफ्फरनगर द ईयर लॉन्ग फार्मर्स एजुटेशन विच सीम टू बी ऑन द वेन अंटिल फ्यू वीक्स अगो है वीडियो ऑफ एस डी एम करनाल इन हरियाणा आयुष सिन्हा वेंट वायरल Where Sina is heard exhorting the police to break the heads of protesting farmers, and it resulted in grievous injuries to some of them. Sunday's Kisan Mahapanchayat at Muzaffarnagar, backed by several opposition parties, including Swaraj India, founded by Yogendra Yadav, whom you just heard, is also being widely seen as the launch of a united opposition's campaign ahead of the February 2022 UP Assembly elections. yesterday's mahapanchayat in a sense was sounding the the start of the poll campaign by the opposition is that exactly. you... because uh, i've been talking to bjp leaders about that yesterday's mahapanchayat they have been claiming that they had the backing of the opposition parties and among opposition parties mainly of the uh, left because a lot of left leaders were seen there Hmm. and among the farmers they claim that bjp leaders have been claiming the claim to me they told me ki uh, most of that uh, farmers were not from western up but from this tarai area of uttar pradesh that is pilibhit and all so lot of sikh uh, sardars were there sardar that uh, farmers were there not exactly from that region so they believe ki that way they don't have the influence but yes that kisan panchayat was primarily at the behest of opposition united opposition you call it because uh, some way or the others if left is uh, openly supporting them other parties are also in some way or the other supporting this protest also that's my colleague from lucknow rajiv shrivastav who covers state politics rajiv explains that in western up which comprises areas like shamli bagpat muzaffarnagar aligarh among others there are two dynasties that matter the first founded by former prime minister chaudhry charan singh who was followed by his son ajit singh who became a union minister now their party the rashtriya lok dal is commanded by ajit singh's son jayant chaudhry who flexes his clout and organizational abilities on sunday's kisan mahapanchayat even though he was not on the dais but almost as powerful as rajiv shrivastav is a dynasty founded by the kisan leader mahendra singh tiket जो भारतीय किसान यूनियन है विच वॉज एक्चुअली स्टार्टेड बाय महेंद्र सिंह टिका तो अब वहां पर भी जो जाट्स हैं जो जो खाप्स हैं उनमें कुछ सेक्शन में ये बात होने लगी है कि दे आर इंटोनेट वो परिवारवाद जो फैमिली ट्री है उसी को आगे बढ़ाया जा रहा है क्योंकि महेंद्र सिंह टिकैत के बेटे हैं राकेश टिकैत राकेश टिकैत और नरेश टिकैत अब नरेश टिकैत के जो लड़के हैं गौरव टिकैत 
तो ही इज ऑल्सो इन टू दिस पॉलिटिक्स ऑफ किसान पंचायत एंड प्रोबेबली इज प्लानिंग टू कंटेस्ट ऑल्सो असेंबली इलेक्शन मोस्ट प्रोबेबली फ्रॉम बुढ़ाना बुढ़ाना जहां से उमेश मलिक इस वक्त बीजेपी से एम एल ए है तो एज एन यूनाइटेड अपोजिशन कैंडिडेट तो एक तो ये बात है तो इसलिए यूनिटी दैट वे अब नहीं है अब नहीं है मैंने इसलिए कहा क्योंकि जब से सुप्रीम कोर्ट का एक तो वर्डिक्ट आया वर्डिक्ट का जो जजमेंट आया एंट्री मॉडल आया कि हम स्टे कर रहे हैं फिलहाल इंप्लीमेंट नहीं होंगे ये थ्री फार्म बिल्स तो उसको लेकर के जो कॉमन मैन है अगर हम वेस्टर्न यूपी में बात करें दो तरीके के किसान है एक तो जो वेल ऑफ है बहुत इंफ्लुएंशियल है जिनके बड़े बड़े लैंड साइज है और एक जो जनरल फार्मर्स है जिनका एक एवरेज जो लैंड साइज है वो लोग जो एवरेज लैंड साइज वाले जो जो फार्मर्स हैं वो बहुत ज्यादा आज की तारीख में इस यूनियन के साथ खड़े हुए नहीं दिखाई दे रहे इन जनवरी दिस ईयर द सुप्रीम कोर्ट प्लेस द फार्म लॉज इन होल्ड एंड फॉर्म द कमिटी टू स्टडी द लॉज इन डिटेल एंड टू टॉक टू ऑल द स्टेक होल्डर्स द कमिटी हैज सिंस सबमिटेड अ कॉन्फिडेंशियल रिपोर्ट टू द सुप्रीम कोर्ट राजीव श्रीवास्तव सेज द मार्जिनलाइज्ड फार्मर्स इन वेस्टर्न यूपी हैव चेंज्ड देयर स्टैंड्स फॉलोइंग द सुप्रीम कोर्ट एक्शन the bjp too has been reaching out to them and finding some traction he says two third of that uh, population in western up is that marginalized small farmers ye jo farmers hain inki population hai wo aaj ki tarikh mein kahin na kahin dikh raha hai usko ki ye ab it's only a politics nothing else why i am saying is ki after supreme court uh, staying this farm bill the three farm bills so there was no need to carry on with this protest some of them believe so one thing is this other outreach ke programs ki baat kare to ever since this panchayat elections uh, bjp up bjp chief satan dev singh he directed uh, western up leaders to go to uh, the villages there and talk to them and make them understand ki what actually are farm bills and what is the position of government and what these kisan panchayats are doing uh that way they have been relatively successful when i said this or when why i say this ki uh, western up is a very complicated uh, region because agar kisan panchayat ki agar baat kare ki throughout across uh, the western up if they had that support uh, i am quite sure ki none of the bjp leaders would have been allowed to enter the villages so since they are going to villages they are sitting with the elders there they are talking to farmers and they have been talking to leaders like sanjeev balyan who is a central minister also then suresh rana who is a sulakin minister in up government and other bjp office bearers they are going there they are holding small panchayats talking to villages and they have been relatively successful so when it comes to uh, assessing their success uh, one parameter itself is that they have been allowed to go to the villages they have been allowed to talk to the villages and Uh, there have been no reports of protest against them as such so that itself means ki western up voter is divided when it comes to this farmer uh, protest and uh, there are bjp supported jats also ever since 2014 lok sabha elections matlab rakesh tikhet himself sort of had a brief flirtation with the bjp right yeah rakesh tikhet has been uh, what do you call it a flexible that way Uh, he has been switching towards samajwadi party also at times to rld also and then to back to uh, bjp also ever since this uh, farmer protest he has been more or less against bjp his stand has been more or less against bjp that way. so these thing these small things uh, are being understood by the people there also 
Mrs. Singh, I want to begin by asking you, we are almost completing a year of farmers' protests. What is your sense of this year gone by? Uh, what have been the gains and losses? I think we have had, um, I would say, uh, both gains and losses. I would talk about the losses first, that um, 200 farmers, more than 500, maybe reaching 600 now, have lost their lives, which are later to the protest uh, movement. Uh, and that we should talk of that first before anything else in terms of other gains or losses. And so much energy uh, has gone into this protest. Uh, some people are there uh, for many months uh, at a time. And, and I think from the other side also, there, there is a lot of um, sort of investment uh, taking mm. place in terms of defending the acts. So, so it, it has cost uh, quite a bit for the country in terms of uh, uh, trying to make sense of this from both sides. And we still don't see any any meeting ground. So it's, it's very um, uh, troubling in that sense. That's Upal Singh, Professor Center for Management in Agriculture at the IM Ahmedabad. He's of the view that the farmer's agitation, which he calls historic, is far from over since there is no resolution in sight. Here, he unpacks the complexities at hand, including issues of farm leasing and minimum support price. I have a map of our major agriculture states. If you look at all the different channels which are being allowed since 2003 under the Model APMC Act or the Separate Contract Farming Act in 2018 or in this set of Act, most of the states have allowed most of the channels. I say 80% is already done before these ordinances came in. So we were almost there. So maybe we would have waited a little more and worked with the states to get it going instead of saying we will do it from the uh, from the center or the union government. That has also uh, led to some states which are very touchy about some of these federal issues, whether Punjab or, uh, or Kerala maybe. So other part of this is, which I think many people don't appreciate is, we are also bringing re-regulation in some way. For example, Bihar had no, no regulation of agricultural market. Now Bihar also has to have regulation. Kerala never had APMC Act. Now Kerala has to have an APMC Act and Contract Farming Act because Central Act applies everywhere. Union Government Act applies everywhere. So in some sense, you, you said you want to open up markets, but you are also clamping back on, on market because those states which didn't want to have any regulation. I'm not a fan of a deregulation, total deregulation, but, but the reality is that those states have to put in place certain systems to regulate these markets as per these new acts. So one of the key things that the people who support the government are saying that it's only the rich, the wealthy farmers who are impacted. And it's not necessarily the issue of farmers, say, across the country. I mean, Maharashtra, I know, is pushing for its own farm laws. So how do you see that? There is this whole MSP linkage which has come in. That is, a, again, a big story because the fear is that when you create new trade area, when you allow anybody to buy anything without much uh, uh, regulatory oversight, then over time, it's possible that the existing channel of APMC may become less important. One, because there are buying costs which are higher in this APMC channel. In state like Punjab, it's as much as 8.5%. So why would any buyer, private buyer, or I would say even why would FCI go to an APMC yard to procure when it can buy at zero cost from outside the new trade area? So everybody may shift outside the APMCs and APMC die in natural death because of that. So that's the other part is that you say why some states or some farmers in some uh, states are protesting. 
This is related to MSP benefit. Then wherever farmers have tasted MSP, they know that this is under threat. So government is saying that MSP was there, is there, will be there, and so on. But if, if I said that FCI wants to reduce its cost of buying, it may not go to the uh, APMC market. And we know many farmers are linked to Artias in the APMC. So, so it is also hitting the Artia interest because in Punjab, let me tell you, for the first time, Cotton Corporation of India in last cotton season have bought cotton without paying Artia commission. The government has been trying this. They wanted to even direct make direct payments to farmers in Punjab, which were not being allowed by the state government, right? Because there's the interlocking of markets, credit and produce market, which Artia have been sort of taking use of to recover their dues. Yeah. So it, it is shocking actually that in a state like Punjab, the FCI used to buy from farmers, but his payment would go in somebody else's name on the check to that entity, not to farmers. It's actually a laughable matter that even a state agency is not able to pay directly to the seller who has sold the produce to that agency. Yeah. So that, that is the kind of, I call it a political economy of agricultural markets. Previous data was that 6% or 10% farmers get MSP benefit. Now, latest government data in parliament was that 14% farmers get MSP. So now, when people like uh, those farmers in Bihar or Maharashtra have never got the MSP benefit, how would they appreciate what is uh, at loss or being threatened? Yeah. So, so those who have benefited from the public procurement are worried, not, not only because of this uh, uh, implication of this act, but also the other policy thing. Now, MSP is a policy uh, issue as of now. So there are reports of the government, uh, whether Shanta Kumar committee report or the CACP, which have been saying that you should put an end to open-ended procurement, that we are procuring too much from some states and we should not procure dana dana, every grain. So that is, you, should, you have to see this farmer uh, sort of uh, perspective by clubbing the two things, policy and regulation. Is there anything in the ordinance that gives you sort of comfort that you think this is a good step? No, no. I, I am all for contract farming. Contract farming is not happening at the pace it should happen, despite the fact that it is being allowed since last 15 or 20 years, starting with the model APMC Act 2003 and then other acts and so on. But the issue with this union act is that they are not even as good as what was permitted in 2003. Yes. So I, I say that let's go back to, if you want to talk from farmer's perspective, I think a 2003 model act, which also had contract farming and direct purchase allowed, and even private markets allowed, much, much better, because it had even a model contract farming agreement. And it had two aspects of that, mandatory provisions and optional provisions, which is missing now. Now you can sign anything in the contract. Earlier to said that these five, six, seven things will be written in the contract by any contracting agency. And that contract will be vetted by the uh, State Agriculture Marketing Board or Agriculture Marketing Department. Then only it will be taken to field. Now there is no such arrangement where you can see whether contract is fair, contract is balanced, contract is uh, not hurting the farmer interest. Some states have put even a bigger condition like Gujarat or uh, Haryana. Mm -hmm. When you uh, come to ask for permission for contract farming, you will pay some registration fee. Besides mm -hmm. that, you will also pay bank guarantees of the order of 5 to 15% of the value of contracted produce. So all that is gone now. So, so I'm saying that it's good to have more channels, but if you don't have adequate oversight on them, then the farmer may actually 
not gain the benefit which are intended to be provided by this kind of new channels. It is astonishing, right, that in a country as large as India, with so many people who are associated with agriculture, you have this deadlock between the government and the food producers. It's historic in that sense. No, never, I think. That, that is a both, you can say, you can claim a, a lot of credit, but also it's, it's uh, unfortunate in very many ways that why, why for such a, um, it's, it's not even policy, it's a regulatory measure government has taken, regulatory or facilitatory, whatever you want to call it, so that for this we, we are not getting a way out because, because the hardened position to begin with. Yeah, the process itself uh, perhaps was not adequately gone through. So people keep saying that we were talking about it for 20 years. Like I give the example of seed bill and pesticide bill. They are not more important than these acts. We are waiting for them to be enacted for the last 15 years. We have a seed bill which is of 2004 to begin with and we have pesticide which is I think 2010 or something still not passed in parliament. Their parliamentary committee is set up on that. So why didn't we do this? This is I think a much more important area when you're opening up agriculture market, which is about farmers' produce being bought and sold, which is his or our livelihood. I think that has also added to the trouble that it was simply not uh, made available to people and stakeholders to look at it before it was brought in as ordinance and then as acts. There is a breakdown of trust from both sides. Yeah. Columnist Radhika Ramaseshan, who has been covering Uttar Pradesh politics from the time of the Ayodhya movement and the consequent rise of the BJP, says the farmers' agitation could yet become combustible in western Uttar Pradesh. But, she adds, the Prime Minister Modi and the BJP are trying to finally slice the farmers' block along caste lines to minimize any potential electoral damage. I think it's much more uh, layered and complicated than it appears because this movement so far is confined to the Jat farmers of Western UP. It roughly spans uh, 27 districts and the Kisan Union, the BKU, claims that it affects uh, about 40 lakh farmers and together with the entire ecosystem, it would add up to a crore. Uh, this is their estimate, but I have no independent uh, verification. This agitation impacts about 142 of the assembly seats in Uttar Pradesh. So it's something that can't be kind of brushed aside. Now, this uh, is taking place against the backdrop of a long-drawn agitation for hike in the quantum of sugarcane prices. In the last four seasons, the UP government has not hiked the state advisory price. The last time it was increased was in 2017, October, and that to by 10 rupees. So now farmers in uh, UP have started comparing the prices that farmers, their uh, counterparts in Punjab and Haryana are being paid. In Punjab, it's 460 rupees per quintal, as compared to UP's 230. Now, uh, the farmers and the Bharatiya Kisan Union is looking at a price of 500 per quintal. Now, the ministers from and the MPs from Western UP who are directly concerned because their constituents are the Jats primarily, 
They think that there's no way Yogi is going to go beyond 260, at best 270, otherwise it's going to upset the state's budget. Obviously, this is going to have huge political ramifications, no matter what uh, Yogi might imagine or what the BJP might I think the BJP is far more concerned than probably the chief minister is. I don't see it uh, stretching beyond uh, the Jharkhand, where Western UP, maybe Rohilkhand, that's Bareilly and parts of the Terai region. Yes, Pilibhid, the Sikh farmers are into sugarcane cultivation. So they do matter over there. And then it goes southwards to Lakhimpur, Khiri and Shahjahanpur. Beyond that, I don't think this, uh, these protests have really echo that loud. This has been like a, almost a year-long protest now. And, and, and despite government efforts, it's not showing any sign of abating. In fact, what happened in Haryana, the beating up of farmers uh, about a week ago, has only highlighted the determination of the farmers to continue their protests. What kind of uh, political significance do you see it having? The political significance is going to be big because the Jats have been a traditional constituency of the BJP since 1991. You know, when they switched over from one of the avatars of the Lokdal, the Bharatiya Lokdal, uh, which later merged with the Jantak Dal and so on, from, they've basically moved from the socialists to the uh, Hindutva component. Hmm. And since then, uh, they have been fairly consistent uh, in their loyalty to the BJP, which you saw uh, very clearly after the Muzaffar Nagar riots in 2013. And then it was Hindutva which dominated uh, Jharkhand. Now, this time around, the farmers' representatives and the MPs, even the BJP MPs, are not sure about retaining their JART constituency. And uh, this has worried the JART MPs and MLAs of the BJP who are sizable in number. Now, having said that, you know, what is happening in the BJP that you are seeing an interesting um, movement, uh, which is to portray the charts as the villains of the whole uh, piece, and especially those aligned with the Rashtriya Lokdal. How do you explain that? Uh, Western UP is not just about the jat farmers. There is a huge constituency of uh, farmers from other castes, from the OBCs. There are Yadavs, of course. And then there are uh, the lower OBCs, like the Shakyas, the Kachis, the Kokoiris and uh, so on. You know, they are also into farming. They are into vegetable farming. They're not really into sugarcane. Let's hark back to the August 15th Independence Day address of Mr. Uh, Modi, where a lot of emphasis was laid on the Chota Kisan. And why did he bring up the Chota Kisan? He brought it up because the Chota Kisan is a large constituency in Uttar Pradesh. And in Western Uttar Pradesh, most people identify Western Uttar Pradesh with the Jat farmer, uh, forgetting that there is also large numbers of uh, Shakyas, Kashyaps, Kachis, Koiris who sell vegetables. I mean, they may be also cultivating uh, sugarcane on much smaller patches of land, and they are basically into subsistence farming, farm, uh, veg grow vegetables to uh, service their own uh, families. And the surplus is sold in markets. You do find them in the weekly parts. 
they don't trade uh, with the large retailers or anything of that sort. But in the post-Mandal phase, and particularly after the coming of the BJP, these segments have become politically conscious. They also vote with the BJP. Uh, perhaps Hindutva was the factor which cemented them and the Jats. But this time, the BJP is making an effort to target the Chota Kisan, the small farmers, so that if it loses the Jat votes, even say a good percentage of it, it will be compensated with the votes of the Chota Kisan. So therefore, I found Modi's address very significant. Are you getting a sense that the UP chief minister might be scrambling to diffuse this potentially explosive situation? Uh, I don't think the proposed hike in SAP is going to be much of a factor because whoever I spoke to, including a couple of bureaucrats, they said that you know the hike is not going to be substantial and it will be nullified by the rise in the prices of uh, inputs, electricity, chemicals, fertilizers. The prices of all the inputs have gone up, so you know it's not going to be advantages. The issue is, of course, the farm loans, you know, which have impacted the farmers in Western UP as much as those in Haryana and uh, Punjab. And there, I think the centre has not shown any sign of uh, backing off or uh, even trying to dilute uh, the laws. So that uh, there are two elements here at work. Uh, so if Yogi does announce a price hike, however marginal, that's not going to satisfy the farmers. However, the BJP is going to make this whole agitation a caste-based one. I think that is the card that they are attempting to play, and they hope that it will work. And they do. They also see the geographical boundary being restricted. You know, not going beyond uh, rural Khand or maybe a little beyond rural Khand. So they think central UP and eastern UP are not going to be affected, which is probably uh, a fact. You know, because so far. You haven't heard echoes of this agitation uh, being heard in uh, Central or Eastern UP. So that is the BJP's best bet, A, to make this agitation fastest, link it entirely to the uh, jobs, and confine its uh, geographical reach. And yes, Yogi being a stickler for law and order, I mean, more than a stickler, he's committed excesses on uh, various occasions. I think he's going to unleash his spots if it gets out of hand. Now, I mean, Qatar has done that in Haryana because the BJP has done something similar in Haryana. It has polarized the Jats and the non-Jats. So it mm. thinks that the non-Jats are enough to see it through you know, successive elections. So I think you know, the Haryana model could be replicated in Uttar Pradesh if things go out of hand. Given how politically volatile and how politically consequential the farmers are, are you surprised by the adamant stance of the centre? I am very surprised, Aminal. And at the same time, you know, given Modi's uh, history in Gujarat, where he has dealt with farmers' agitations, maybe one shouldn't be very surprised. Because uh, before the 2007 elections in Gujarat, the farmers, especially the Patels, they were on the war path over a hike in electricity prices. But for the government, it was the same, we take no prisoners attitude. So those who defaulted on payments or those who were in the forefront of the agitation were thrown in jail. And yet Modi won those elections and he got the Patel votes. 
So I think that, you know, there's a certain confidence in him from Gujarat. And yes, I would imagine that this government, maybe barring Rajnath Singh and Gadkari, doesn't really understand issues related to the peasants and the farmers. I can't imagine somebody, the chief minister of a state like Ariana, unleashing brute force against farmers. I mean, no matter how grave the provocation, I can't imagine another party doing that to farmers in uh, Haryana. Whereas uh, here in uh, in the center, it almost, I mean, tacitly declared an all-out war against the farmers. I mean, they may give little socks, like recently the center announced us, again, a small increase in the um, FRP uh, prices that applies more to Maharashtra, Tamil Nadu and Karnataka because UP, uh, Haryana and Punjab are governed by the state advisory price. So, uh, you know, uh, these socks really mean nothing to the agitating farmers. Today's episode was produced by Arun George, Jairaj Singh and Joshua Thomas. For a daily spotlight on people, ideas and stories that matter, subscribe to us. We are available on TUI+, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts and all other platforms of your choice. For any news tips, reach us at tuipodcasts at timesinternet.in.